This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Today on uh, with the first pick, day three here at the Senior Bowl. Senior Bowl is officially over for the practice. The game's going to be Saturday. Brian Wilson here, of course, with Rick Spielman. Uh, I'll just mention briefly off the top, the commanders have hired a head coach, and we'll discuss that in due time. But that means Rick is back on all the CBS Sports HQ Spotlight podcast platforms how does that feel buddy do i have to do disclaimers anymore this- uh, i think just general disclaimers about how you are a bull in a china shop uh debo i'll tell you this we're at the coffee shop today one of the hipster coffee shops i like to frequent here and he's yelling and screaming at people he sees across the room and they i mean like he's never been endorsed before that was fun thank you for that yeah no it's i'm like a what do you say a, a whatever floats in a punch bowl when you take turd. Do your I think a yeah. turd. You're, you're the turd in punch bowl. You're the turd at my coffee shop. I'm punch trying bowl. to fit into the hipster thing. It's just hard for me. Yeah, I, I got it. We'll work on that. But we're here in Mobile. Day three just concluded. Uh, today we'll talk about superlatives, our, our best players, our favorite players in each uh, position group. We'll talk about the quarterbacks, of course, and then we'll obviously uh, spin it forward. Next week is the Super Bowl, and we'll talk about uh, the teams and how they were built, especially their, their rookie rosters. Uh, but look for that. So now, Senior Bowl conversation, day three breakdown. Let's just start in general terms. Anything stick out to you that, that got your attention that maybe you were concerned about or happy about yesterday? No, I just think that as you watch the practices in general, a lot of the players that I had my eyes on actually got better through the week, and that's what you want to see as an evaluator. You don't want to see guys go down. You want to see guys continue to climb. Like we talked about yesterday a little bit, some of these guys haven't played ball since December. Right. If they didn't go to a bowl game and some of them didn't participate in the bowl game, that's a whole nother subject in my opinion that I totally disagree with, but we will not go down that road. But it was fun to see guys get the cobwebs off the first day, even though I wasn't here the first day, but given the information you gave me, which was absolutely worthless. Uh, see the trash can in the background as proof of that. So, but watching between the second and third day of practices, a lot of these guys really, I think, help themselves through the week. Any concern about, and we don't know the reasons why, so there could be injury concerns. No Leatu Latu, although I saw him limping off the field a little bit. He had a, 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 his leg wrapped. Uh, no Ricky Pearsall, who we talked about. No Roman Wilson. Anything about that? Get no, some of these guys, if they get banged or dinged up a little bit, uh, you know, at least they came down. They participated in all the interviews, which is very important to the teams at night. Uh, came out and had a day or two of practice. Some of the guys are banged up, and I can understand why they may not want to risk injury any further. Yeah, I get it. But I do give them credit for showing up and getting out here and participate compared to some of the other players that don't show up. So we, we saw guys move around in terms of the offensive line, the positions they were playing. Pooney from, from Kansas was a tackle. He was a guard. He was at center today. So that they're moving him around to get a look. Uh, Kingsley Suamatei. 
at, there you a, go. at a BYU. I'm sure I butchered his name, but we'll get that right. But he was at both left tackle and right tackle. I know last year he played right. This year he played left. I've talked to teams that think he's better on the left. Uh, we'll see. We'll find out. Uh, my guy, Jafon Foster, just on some limited viewing on the reps, maybe right or inside could be his future. <laughs> Didn't have a bad day, but you, I mean, he's a tough player, but maybe the, the, the athleticism isn't quite there for the guys you're going to be going up against. Yeah. Um, what about Tez Walker? Had a ton of drops yesterday. We saw early on in practice he had some some drops, and, and you wonder, okay, is this uh, what's going on there? What, what are your takeaways from his practice today? Yeah, it wasn't a good showing for him. And for a guy who missed half the season, you want to come here and ball out and try to put yeah. on your best show. And he had drops every day. And even today when we were watching it, he had drops. He had drops when they were going against the air. So I did see him after practice uh, having one of the quarterbacks throw okay. to him. So trying to improve that, but there's no question about the speed and the athleticism. But according to the definition in the dictionary, a receiver receives the ball. Yeah. He had struggled receiving the ball when he was down here. And clearly it's mental because those drops didn't show up on tape. And then you have to figure out what does that mean once you get into a professional setting and you go through struggles because everyone's going to go through struggles. Uh, speaking of struggles, Bo Nix didn't have a terrible day yesterday, but he was inconsistent. I thought he did a better job today, especially in the team drills. Uh, any quarterback stick out to you? They also like they they've had pretty good weeks. Okay, are you sitting down? Yeah. Okay, I think Spencer Rattler <laughs> actually had a decent week. <laughs> now he's still going to make the you know the Tuesday the interception, but watching him throw in person, the ball comes off his hands. He's got a smooth stroke when he throws the ball. Uh, some inconsistencies, but I was pleasantly surprised. Not, I'm not going to jump on the Spencer Rattler bandwagon like you are and wave the flag up and down the field, but I was pleasantly surprised with him. And Carter Bradley was another kid that I didn't know anything about. Right. He shows up down here. In fact, he's the you know one team has three, uh, the other team has four quarterbacks. He's right here in South Alabama. Uh, Gus Bradley's son. And he, I, he, to me, was a surprise as well on how smooth his stroke was when he threw the ball. I think he has enough arm talent to make all the throws at the next level. So I'm anxious to go back and look at some tape on him. I want, I actually turned to you at one point during practice that he might have been the best quarterback here last last year. Um, we'll see. Like I mentioned yesterday, I watched the Tulane game. There's ups and downs there. I want to go back and watch a few more, but just get an idea of him. But he has an arm. He was the biggest quarterback here. He's athletic. His footwork's a little wonky, but that's not something you can't fix. Uh, but I thought he he certainly he fit in, and that's yeah. that's the most important thing. The Spencer Rattler thing, I can't wrap my brain around right now. Well, just enjoy it because it's probably going to go that's to right. the wayside here pretty quick. But I'll give him his due, as hard that is for me to do. Thank you. It's progress. And uh, producer Debo, I'll just let you know, as we were walking over to, to our seats this morning, we walked past a player and said, oh, I, I like that guy. First words out of Rick's mouth, stiff, because I haven't watched him, but I'm just going to assume he's stiff. So he's coming around. I, I'll take that. I'll mention uh, at least one other player here, Kyrie Jackson, the cornerback from Oregon, junior college, Alabama for a while, transferred to Oregon. He had a good week, and he had a good day today, I thought, in terms of the the team drills and, and some pass breakups. And he's long, and he's, he's athletic. We'll see how he is in short areas once we get to the, the pre-draft, the rest of the pre-draft workout, the combines. But I thought he, he did plenty uh, during the season. I had some questions about his deep speed, and we'll find that out too. But I none of those issues popped up for me. Anyone else on your radar as we get through today? Yeah, no. The one kid that keep, kept popping up for me was DJ James, the corner from Auburn, oh, yeah. who uh, may be a Nick or inside guy, but his twitch, his ability to mirror receivers and man coverage, he got his hands on a few balls during the team period. 
he just was one of the most consistent corners I saw perform down here week in and week out or day in and day out. But the one guy that I was really intrigued with uh, was uh, Cam Hart from Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, and I, I again, I you're just, learning. You're learning the process. Go ahead. Admit your <laughs> another mistake you made. <laughs> uh, kid, a six three corner that's over 200 pounds. It moves very smooth athletically. I know he's had some concerns durability-wise while he was at Notre Dame. I know you were very high on Juju Brents, who ended up going to Indianapolis and playing pretty good for yeah. him this year. So I saw some similarities that way. I still don't think that, you know, that he's going to be an all-star or a Pro Bowl-type corner, but I was pleasantly surprised on how athletic and smooth he looked for as big and as tall as he is. Yeah, I didn't have him rated that high coming into the week, but, uh, I mean, that's not it's, the story's not finished yet, but I'm, I'm glad at least you were able to give me a little credit for Juju Brents. So. Yeah. Well, knock that, on wood. It's only year one. It's only year one. Another player I'll mention, two players, in fact, we're watching the one-on-one drills. Christian Braswell continues to impress the edge rusher out of out of uh, Alabama. And in one of the reps that I particularly enjoyed watching was against Patrick Paul, the, the left tackle from Houston, who I think has done himself some favors this week. Uh, I thought, like you were talking about Tyler Guyton yesterday, the, the tackle from Oklahoma, I thought I saw a little more sand in his britches. Like he's yeah. a little tougher than I thought he was. He was during the course of the year times. Braswell got the best one on the one on one. That doesn't mean anything, but it's just something yeah, that stuck out something. to me. Yeah. No, well, but that's I mean, why you do the one on one right down here. It's, it's not the end of the story, but it's just one one data point. <laughs> it's part of the story. We just let's not forget that chapter. I know. I, I just want to caution against the Tyson Bajant syndrome from a year ago, where we just we just x him out, and he actually ends up being a good player. Um, let me ask you this, and then and then we'll uh, take a break and do our Super Bowl superlatives. I know Debo can't wait to get to those. What'd you think of the Joe? Joe Milton had a pretty quiet week. What'd you think of the interception in the red zone? That was a pretty bad interception. Well, that's the part that I think teams are trying to get to the bottom of is can he process it? He can he make good decisions? And in the red zone, that was a poor decision that yeah. he made. There's no question about the arm talent. You know, he moved around in some of the drills they were doing. Uh, rolling to the left, rolling to the right. He looks smooth for as big as he is athletically. But can he process and can he make good decisions? And some of those warts that showed up during the year showed up down here. All right, let's do an impromptu little quarterback ranking here. Would you take Spencer ahead of uh, Bo Nix? Spencer Rattler ahead of Bo Nix in the draft? Absolutely not. Oh, you're not that far down no, the road. Okay, no. okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I want to see how crazy you're willing no, to get. No, no, I'm okay. okay. Let's get back to reality. All right. And uh, as a little preview before we go to the break here, you taking Michael Michael Pratt ahead of those two? No. Oh, all right. All right. Interesting. Well, slowly but surely, we'll get Rick on the right track here. He's only got 30-plus years of, of uh, NFL and scouting experience. What does he know? Uh, all right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll do our uh, Senior Bowl superlatives, position by position, as, docu- as uh, demanded by Debo. So we'll do that right after this. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, Rick. We're back. Going to start at the top. Quarterback of the week. And Debo says we have to come to a consensus, so this should be interesting. Um, I would imagine people know, but in case they don't, uh, Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr., Sam Hartman were on one team, and then it was Carter Bradley out of South Alabama we talked about a moment ago, Spencer Rattler, Joe Milton III, and Michael Pratt. So who is your your quarterback of the week? Who is your quarterback? Because if we're going to sit here and argue quarterbacks, there's dinner, and we only have so many times before the tape runs out that Debo's – Filming right now. On this right. He's got the H. filming this. Yeah. He's got the H. Uh, I, I thought Michael Pratt had the best week. Okay. I thought I, I didn't have any questions about it. I mean, I, there were no huge concerns about him coming in, but I thought he showed more athleticism. I joked yesterday that they timed uh, Joe Milton throwing his fastest fastball at 76. Yesterday, that's what Michael Pratt hit on the radar gun. He hit 76. So we know the arm strength's there. The decision making, I mean, he made good decisions this week. We'll see what happens in the game and then we'll, you know, continue to evaluate that, but I thought he did himself the most favors. Okay. I, again, because I want to get to dinner. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't jump on that bandwagon. But you sorry. don't want to get to dinner. Yeah. No, but I want to get to a guy that I know you will jump okay. on the bandwagon. Maybe I'm setting you up yeah. so you get to that guy. <laughs> yeah, Spencer Rattler, <laughs> so we can get to dinner. Yeah. But, I mean, you just made the point before the break. That it's a good one. And yeah. I think there are questions about – all sorts of questions about him over the last two years, about who Spencer Rattler is as a teammate and as a player. And I think he got better at South Carolina. And like you said, he, he didn't blow anyone's hair back here this week, but he didn't do anything to make you say, oh, my gosh, this kid can't play in the NFL. No. No, I think he really helped himself. Day two? Yeah. All right. All right. I think he's a day two guy. I, I would imagine your com- biggest concern is it size or the, the turnovers? The turnovers and the ability to make good decisions during team periods and on in game day. Yeah. Okay. I get it. All right. All right, Debo. We're going Spencer Rattler. That'll make our buddy Emery Hunt very happy, who I think has Spencer Rattler as his QB three. That should make Perfect. Rick happy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to defer to you on the running backs because I, I I had a tough time sorting through the running backs. Uh, who's your running back of the week? Yeah, mine was Ray Davis, running back okay. out of Kentucky. And when I did him on tape coming down, he is very quick, excellent inline vision. He runs hard for a smaller back, very good hands out of the backfield as a receiver. The thing that I did not know about him is his overall speed, especially when he got at the second level. I thought out of all the running backs down here, he's the one that stood out to me the most. And when I watched the team period yesterday, there were a couple of times he got to the second level and you've seen a burst, something that I couldn't see on tape, but I saw here uh, when we watched him live. So I would give him the uh, running back of the week for me. Any concerns? I'll double check, but I think he's 24. Does that bother you at all? No, again, it's a running back. Now you may not 
getting a second or third contract. Right. But I think he's going to come in, and I think he's one of those guys that can have an impact with the team right away. Any of these running backs strike you as better than day three guys? No. Okay. Not, not here at this. That's the sense I got, yeah. but I, I struggle with running backs in terms of placing where they end up. Trayvon Henderson's coming out. Trey Benson's coming out. Those no, guys. Henderson's coming. Trayvon's going back. My bad. You're welcome. I thought he yeah, I did. Don't tell me that. Uh, I thought uh, I got him. He was for – there were conversations about it. Trey Benson is, in fact, coming out of Florida State. Uh, Allen out of Wisconsin. Bra- Brandon Allen's coming out. Braylon Allen uh, is coming out of Wisconsin. So, they'll, it'll be a lightish class yeah. at the top. Yeah. I think that's fair to say. Yes. There will be no first-rounders this year. There's no Gibbs. There's no – No. Uh, B. John Robinson. There's no Najee Harris in this class. No. no, that's right. All right. Onward and upward. Wide receiver of the week. I have a guy, but you go first this time. I just went first last time. That's because I didn't have a running back. I'll go. If you want me to go, I'll go. I'm going with Tulane's Jaquan Johnson. Oh. We can. Are we allowed to disagree? The Debo said we can disagree. We, we have, can, to, come we have to come to consensus. Okay, you just disagree me. with my first one. So, of course, we can disagree. <laughs> Who do you got? I'm going to go with uh, Pierce Hall from Florida. Oh, you like him. Yeah, Yeah, I really liked him. I loved his ability to run routes. I think he plays faster than he's going to time, although I think he had a a 20-mile-per-hour thing on whatever that means up there. And the dollar bet is 4 or 5, you took under. Yeah, I took under, so I think he will break that. But his ability, and he didn't practice today, but to find open seams in the zone, his hand-eye coordination, his smoothness after the catch – He's the one that really, because I wanted to compare him to Lad uh, McConkey from McConkey, uh, yeah, McConkey from Georgia, and uh, I thought that McConkey was better when I watched the tape. But this kid, I think, closed the gap just off of this week. You give me a hard time about this, but why are you comparing Lad and Pearsall? Why are they two guys? You make fun of me about comparing those two players <laughs> because they're be- but they're bunched together. It's oh, I see, like- <laughs> I see. And I'm just saying it before someone makes a note in the comments because inevitably some. Wiseacre will have no, but the guy I really liked, and I thought uh, he had some drops, today. which was crazy. He didn't have any drops throughout the entire yeah. season. Marcus, and I went a, uh, uh, Rosemary, uh, Saint, uh, Jack Saint, Jack Saint, Marcus Rosemary, Jack Saint, absolutely, yeah, from Georgia. Now he's the one that I would put up there, and then I saw a couple of drops today, uh, some inconsistencies. But to me, you know, who he reminds me of who? a little bit athletically, long arms, catch away from his body. We talked a little bit about, um, the Virginia kid. Oh, right. Don Tavian. Yeah. Don Tavian I'm going way back. Chris Chambers. And Chris Chambers oh, came out of Wisconsin. He was a sticky hand machine. Yeah. And Wisconsin? Thought, yeah. Direct. Yeah. We drafted him down in Miami in the second round. And I thought he showed some of that until today. And then I got a little bit more doubt in my head. <laughs> the man had two drops in 10 months and he's out. Yeah. He's out. Did you learn nothing from CJ Stroud? You got to let a brother warm up. <laughs> yeah. Marcus Roseby, Jack Saint, no drops during the course of the season. Had a good start of the week. Had one drop yesterday that I noticed. Had a couple today and he was angry with himself. But I, I think he's a guy to keep an eye on. But I understand why you why you went Pierce Hall. I'll just mention I'm fine going Pierce Hall. Jaquan Johnson had a great week. Yeah. He, he can play in the slot. They had him line up outside a little bit and he was always open. We talked about Jacob Cowing out of Arizona. Uh, we talked about Josh Downs, those type of players last year coming out. There were no Tank Dells here. I mean, no one close to probably Tank Dell, I don't think. But Jaquan Johnson consistently was getting open this week, and, and I thought he had a, a good week to go along with his teammate, Michael Pratt. All right, those are the wide receivers. Tied end of the week. Yeah. I'll just start because you're going to disagree with it. I No, you're wrong. I was intrigued by Theo Johnson, the tight end out of Penn State. You read your notes on him, and you thought he was more in line. A uh, good blocker. I think you, yeah. you you had that. I like that about his game, and, and I think he showed flashes of that today. But I think he has some some athleticism as well that perhaps could be tapped uh, during HQ. 
You talked about Ben Sennett out of Kansas State in terms of the athleticism. Sometimes you don't see that at the college level because of the, the offense you're in. And maybe there's an opportunity for, for Theo to do that at the next level. Who's your tight end? Senate. Why, why would oh, I we're mention going with on HQ? Right. There we go. Yeah. You're taking the, taking the layup. Can I change it now? No. I'm going to take the layup. Yeah. No. What's not a layup? You didn't like him. Oh, of course I liked him. I told you he was Dallas Clark. No, he's not Dallas Clark. I think he's <laughs> as close to Laporta as you're going to get out of this year's draft. Wait, so he's, he's your tight end one? Wait, no, Brock Bowers, he's your tight end two? Uh, he's getting, he's, I bet you by the end we get through that because we had Sanders right at Texas. uh, That's right. He was at the Shrine Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. But Bell down here is an athletic kid from Florida state, uh, the transfer from South Carolina, but I don't think it's the same depth, especially at the top of the tight end class. No, it it doesn't feel like it. Not yet. Yeah. Last year, but, uh, Senate, uh, was a guy that really popped out to me. Yeah. You, you've, you've taken quite a shine to, to Ben Senate. I have. Out of Kansas state. Uh, it's funny we didn't talk a lot about Jaheim Bell. That doesn't mean he had a bad week. We'll go back and watch everything and, and circle back on that. But I was hoping for more during the fall, based out of the lack of opportunities he got at South Carolina. And we thought this offense might help unlock that. We didn't see it. Um, speaking of not unlocking things, Johnny Wilson didn't practice today, the wide receiver out of Florida State. Assuming he's healthy and just took the day off, maybe he has he's he's dinged up. Does what does that say to you? Nothing. I mean, okay. It's, yeah. All right. Like I said, I'm going to give him a check in a, for credit for showing up and participating. Yeah. And it wasn't the whole week. He had a average week. Yeah. The problem I have with a guy that size and that large of catching radius, he doesn't consistently win the contested catches, which would be his forte, especially in the red zone all day long. And I don't see that all the time from him. And then it sort of leads into the next question. That, that means he's probably not Jawan Jennings at the next level. If you want to do that, make him a, a bigger sort of, Middle of the field target. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to be a tight end. Or even like a in-between, like tweener, a Marcus yeah. Colson type. You're a lot smarter than I am on that if you want to create something, create a monster. By the way, Debo, just so you know, when I made that Sam Hartman hair joke yesterday, and D- he went straight to my, my bald head, he, he warned me not to do it again today. So <laughs> he, was, he wasn't joking either. He wasn't, there was not a twinkle in his eye like there usually is. All right, so we're going to go. I did, with- yeah, because I didn't get a chance to do my hair today because I thought I was still banned. So- <laughs> oh, right. You wore a hat on HQ? Oh, my gosh. You're like Matt Ryan. Who do you think you are? Matt Ryan, you wear a hat on HQ? All right, offensive line. So Ben Sennett, tight end out of Kansas State. He's our superlative tight end. Uh, the the inaugural WTFP player that we get the senior bowl. should have him up here. We'll hand out the awards to him, shake his hand, and give him his diploma. All right, offensive we, line. We'd give him T-shirts, but we don't have any. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to go down that road. My tailor's giving me a hard time about making our my handmade stuff, our bespoke uh, with the first pick here. So we'll talk. I'll talk to you about that. All right, offensive line. I have a few names, and then we can decide on one. You want to go, or you want me to go? Go ahead. You're the. I'm just a guy in the corner again. All right, Tyler Guyton. You mentioned yesterday. I was impressed with with his week. Patrick Paul, who I mentioned a moment ago, I was impressed with his week. I think what's going to happen is, and I, the name you have, I won't mention because it's on my list as well, but I think that these guys are all going to work their way to, to, to the first round or at least top 40-ish just because you need these guys. And I, I think we said this back in August or September, this class offensive line-wise is better than last year's class. So I, I think the guiding the tackle at Oklahoma, Patrick Paul, the tackle out of Houston, I think the more folks watch them, in the media and the fans will understand that he, they, they have really good chances to be first round picks. Who's your guy? Well, uh, Jackson Powers Johnson, but he only practiced one day, but what he did, he was dominant. He was out there yesterday. Yeah. But he only practiced for a little bit. He didn't do the team oh, okay. or anything like that. He's a quitter so, is what I'm hearing. Yeah. No, this guy doesn't quit. I <laughs> no, would not. 
want to go up against. He feels guy. like a Quentin Nelson, angry yeah. type person. Yeah, I think he may be the best <laughs> interior lineman in this year's draft class. But the tackle that stuck out to me the most, uh, especially really honed in on him today, uh, was Christian Jones out of. Texas. Oh yeah, right tackle out of Texas. Yeah, uh, gritty, tough, can make movement at the point in the run game. What surprised me is I thought he was athletic enough to play on the edge. I don't think he needs to kick inside as a guard. Yeah. A lot of times people say, well, if he can't move his feet well enough, then move him inside the guard. But he can move his feet at the right tackle position. Where he got in issues on the college tape was that he lunged, he led with his head, and he would get off balance. Here, working with the pro coaches down here, you've seen him with better technique. I mean, he really jolts defenders when he punches them and locks on, and then he slides his feet, and he can mirror any type of pass rush move or any counter move that he was facing. So this kid really jumped up uh, at least oh, good. for me in I the, like uh, it. practice. I thought you were going to go with JPJ, no. the uh, Joey Porter Jr. too. We'll call him Jr. <laughs> junior, Jr. The funny thing about Christian Harris is I watched him last a year ago this time because there, there was some conversation he might come out, and I said, uh, he's got a lot of work to do. He should go back. Came back, and I thought he made huge improvements, like day two type improvements. Yeah, yeah no, he'll be a day two. Guy. Okay, good. No, that makes me feel better. Um, what was I going to mention? There was something else I was going to mention about the. Oh, I know I was going to tell you. So I missed this, but I saw it going around the social media. Yesterday at practice, uh, the interior defensive line from LSU, Jordan Jefferson, got into the one-on-one with Christian Haynes. The, the uh, guard from uh, UConn. UConn. Did you see this? No. So they're doing one-on-ones. And the, oh, yeah, he grabbed his uh, helmet and, and threw it across it. the field, yeah. And someone tweeted out that this is a red flag. Is that a red flag no. for you? No, right. this guy's in the heat of the battle, no. You don't I'm want sure. to quit. Yeah, so I just think it, you know, I didn't see any issues today. No so, issues. No, so it's practice. Guys are trying to compete. One guy lost his pool, but I don't think I've ever seen anything, at least from a historic standpoint of him having any issues with files or anything in games during college. And he didn't hit him. He didn't pull a Miles Garrett no. and try to kill Mason Rudolph with the helmet. No. He just chucked it. All right, I wanted to bring that up because I saw that going making the rounds, and I know you would have a – Yeah, I saw that. He chucked it pretty good about 20 <laughs> yards down the well, he's gonna get his money. If you're going to get a 15-yard penalty, yeah, you might as well get your money's worth. Yep. All right, speaking of defensive linemen, let's go with defensive linemen of the week. I'll go first so you can rebut it, although you may have a hard time with this one. Missouri's Darius Robinson. That was my guy. Oh, there we go. I got to hide my sheet. Oh, there it is. So I was checking my notes because there's so many guys here, and I sort of I get through the Senior Bowl guys usually the few weeks before the Senior Bowl, and I had to go back and double-check. I had him as a day-two guy coming in, and he didn't do anything to disappoint. He is bigger than I thought. He is stronger than the point. He's a little twitchier than I thought in person. I was happy with his three days here. And one thing that he showed is that he can rush from multiple positions. Right. He can be a power rusher off the edge. I don't think he's going to be as smooth as Latu uh, uh, out of UCLA. Yeah. But he can turn speed uh, to power and collapse the offensive tackles. But what was surprising was how quick, quick, twitched he was as an inline and showed up in the one-on-one drills here as well. I'm watching these one-on-one drills. I'm thinking, why would you ever want to be an offensive lineman? It feels like these drills are geared towards the advantage it feels like to the defensive linemen and the edge rushers. Is there say, would you rather be, if you, like, if you come back as. Well, yeah, but you're looking at the technique and stuff. And yeah, the defense knows that you're not going to run the ball. So they're just going That's to turn their back. And That's true. Come up and it's not protections. So a lot of times like, <laughs> you know, when crazy. you're sliding and yeah. you know, you're getting help, but just pure one-on-one, but. The defense, just like I think the receivers have an edge a little bit on the right. DBs and one-on-ones. Yeah, would you rather be Jonathan Ogden or would you rather be Lawrence Taylor? 
in one-on-ones? Just in, in, like in, in terms of your NFL career? Uh, they both got paid pretty well, so I'd do either. I'm trying to think who comes out healthier. I don't know. All right. Lawrence Taylor went to UNC. He's from Williamsburg. Just in case. Can we get back to the senior bowl? Just in case. All right. We agreed, Debo, Missouri defensive lineman, Darius Robinson, the inaugural WTFP. T-shirts in the mail, Darius. Congratulations. Edge rusher. I went with Leatu Latu. Didn't practice today. I yeah. said he hobbled a little bit, but he was dominant. And I was sort of surprised he was here. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, again, you're picking the low-hanging fruit. Well, I mean, he was, he was super. Not the first day. So you said he was better the second day than he was. Oh, he was day. terrorizing people uh, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Christian Braswell had a good week. I mentioned him yeah. earlier. I, I liked what he did. Who's your guy? Marshawn Nealon. That's a good one. From Western Michigan. Western Michigan, yeah. I knew nothing about him. And when I saw this kid come uh, down here and some of the one-on-one stuff, uh, you can see the bend. You can see the twitch off the edge. They did rush him even sometimes. Yesterday, a few snaps inside in the one-on-one pass rushes. But they dropped him in coverage. But I was uh, didn't know who this kid was. And first two days or the last two days I watched him, I think he popped out. And he's going to be on a lot of teams' radars off what he showed. Uh, if he's not already, but he definitely will be getting looked at again from how he performed down here at the senior bowl. The way he played, plus the way he looks getting off the bus, I, I had like a day two. He felt like a day two guy for me. I feel like day three might be stealing in terms of hitting a home run. Like if you take a guy like that, that that has some upside physically in the third round, is that too rich for you? No, I think it depends on how you're bored and what's up there. Yeah. You know, so I remember – you know, just as I go through my Rolodex, since you say I have such a great memory. Yeah. Uh, do I know who you reminded me of? I was going to ask you that, and I thought you might get angry at me. I have no idea. Like, I can't think of a comp for him. Who is it? Uh, the guy we drafted in the fourth round oh. from Texas. Uh, oh, okay. I thought you were going to say yeah. DJ Wanham. No. Byron uh, Robinson. Or, geez, B-Rob. <laughs> this is what a great memory looks like. <laughs> I just remember guys I didn't draft that I should have. <laughs> right, because they come up to you. Yeah. They, they, they tell you about it. All right. I was, I'm trying to think. There was a story. Uh, gosh, who were the two interior defensive linemen for the Pat Williams? I think it was. I was, we were talking, I was doing the podcast, the pick six with Brady and Lige, and I asked Brady the hardest hit he ever took. He said it was Pat Williams. Yeah. Um, he had just gotten a snap and he didn't even get to the top of his drop and he said he got pancaked. And he, he said, Why am I out here doing yeah. this? Uh, speaking of, of, did you draft Pat too? Or no, was that before no, your time? That was before my time. Okay. I, I got there when he just had came from, uh, I believe Buffalo. Okay. Uh, Minnesota signed him as a free agent. All right. So Marshawn Nealon, congratulations. I, I liked um he's raw. You would admit that, right? Yeah. But yeah. Th- he's there's a lot special. of tools to work with. Right. No, I agree with that. All right. Marshawn Le- Nealon, uh, Western Michigan. That's in the mail, buddy. All right. Next up, linebackers. I had a couple of guys that I was intrigued by, and you reminded me that I mentioned uh, one of these players last week, uh, James Williams, who played all over the place, even deep safety a lot for the U. Uh, he's six five, at least coming in. I'll double check his 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 measurables, but he moved really well. I thought both north and south, and when you asked him to move laterally, and then uh, Nathaniel Watson out of Mississippi State, a similar type player who played more off ball than James did in college, but he was also intriguing in that he sort of where do you use him? Is he a chess piece? They were both on the field together during drills at times, both at off ball linebacker. Uh, so I, I like watching them this week. I don't know if they change anyone's opinion, but it was good to see them out there moving, and, and I didn't have any concerns about anything that I saw. It I, was, uh, I would have concerns about them learning how to use their hands to take on in-line blockers. Okay. All right. That's what I would be concerned about. All right. I'll make a note. Yeah. 
Then why? Well, let me ask you this: Why would you move? I mean, they did the same thing with Marty Mapu last year. We talked about him out of Sac State. He played a lot of safety, and they moved him down to the sort of the Kyle Duggar right. type role. Then why would you? I would imagine that the thing is, well, we don't trust him athletically in space. I thought he was not bad in space. No, he was a he was straight line, and when he uh, hits you, you're going to feel it. Yeah. You know? And the thing that just when I watched him, because uh, ever since he was one of your guys that you throw in the hat out of nowhere, <laughs> uh, I said, I better go back and check them. I do agree with his toughness, his tone setter. I think he can run straight line. I don't think he's athletic enough as a playing space as a safety. So you're going to look at him as that will linebacker. Some he's not as athletic as Kyler. Uh, Doug, Kyle Duggar. Uh, what about Hufanga? Is he more athletic than or I, uh, bigger than Hufanga? Definitely bigger. Yeah, but that would be somewhat. He, he, uh, he was a day three guy, by the way, Hufanga. So maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So that's this guy's not a day two guy. This guy's yeah. going to be a definitely a day three guy. Um, but when watching him, the only guy that in my 30 some years of coming down here and we ended up drafting him in Chicago that moved from safety yeah. to linebacker, became a Hall of Famer. Oh, out of New Mexico? Mm -hmm. Brian Urlacher. What did he weigh coming out? Do you remember? Because he did not weigh that when he ended his career. He was big. Yeah, no, he was probably 225 or okay. 230 when he came down here. But I remember that was the biggest thing when we came down here. I was with the Bears at the time. Yeah. Was that he put, you see him this big safety, but can he play in space? And then uh, they find him up at Will Linebacker. Looked like a little fish out of water. But sure. all of a sudden he grew gills and some fins and went off and to have a Hall of Fame career. So maybe you're thinking, can we add weight to, to Williams and then? Yeah, and I just think just technically he's never had to sit in there and, and take on offensive right. line. I mean, you've seen it a couple times when he was down in the box uh, in the Miami tape. It right. Just, you, you use your hands and, and you, you learn to shock the offensive line and don't let them grab you know, because a couple of times he would put his hands on him, but I want to see him with a little more violence, like he shows violence when he tackles. Right. Uh, and then that's all technical stuff or those things that can be taught. Okay. So in some sense, maybe you're getting a bargain in day three if you can teach him that you think you can teach him the things because you have the physicality that's already built in. Right. Because And I think as a will linebacker, uh, off the ball linebacker, I think that, you know, he's more than athletic enough to do that. You don't trust him to cover tight ends and running backs? Oh, yeah. That's what I said. But, I mean, why not make him strong safety then? Because how many teams play just with a strong and free anymore? All right. You have to be able to rotate the way That's these true. defenses are. Even if Honga plays deep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You have to be able to play up and down, or else the offenses are going to get a beat on what the hell you're doing with defense. Just a little tidbit as you watch. Tape. Let me make a note of that. All right. Who's your linebacker? Are Sorry, you... I'm just a scout in the corner. So scout in the corner is back from vacation. He took three weeks off <laughs> right before the senior bowl to go on vacation. That's like a that's the kind of relationship he has with the owner. Must be nice. Who's your linebacker? Oh, I like this Jackson Sermon. Oh, he was a late ad, too. Yeah, he was a late ad. I'm like, who in the heck is this kid? Because I haven't had the opportunity to see him yet. But he had a uh, interception today, a PBU in the red zone today. That was the Milton uh, interception we talked about earlier. Yeah, and then uh, I watched him in the one-on-ones against running backs. He's not the you know true athletic linebacker that's going to match up, but I'm anxious to go back and watch tape on him because he did a couple of nice things yeah. down here that – kind of popped out to me. I don't know what he is as a player yet. I'm not uh, talented enough as an evaluator to just figure out what he is in two days without watching anything. Oh, you can't do that yet? Yeah. So, but I'll keep working <laughs> like you do. Eventually, I'll get to your level. <laughs> All right. One last one. 
Uh, I'm going to group the, the defensive backs here. So you can go safety or corner or both if you have names for both. I'm going to go with my guy Kyrie Jackson, who I mentioned on HQ, uh, the long corner out of Oregon, Alabama transfer. He had some PBUs in today's practice. And, of course, Quinion Mitchell, who yeah. practiced today, didn't need to. He didn't need to show up. But I think he solidified himself as not only a first-rounder. Would you take him as your I CB1? Know. I think that <laughs> he's made a really strong case to be CB1 oh off gosh. the board. Uh, because this, you got Kool-Aid, uh, McKinstry, you got uh, Tarion uh, Arnold that's coming out of Alabama. And my I, guy, Nate Wiggins. Nate Wiggins. Uh, Cooper so, DeGene. There's, yeah, there's a lot of guys that weren't here, but I think a kid like that, especially coming from Toledo that comes down here and puts on the show he did down here, that's going to be a uh, tight race on who quarterback one is going to be off the board this year. Cam Kitchens was here, and I, I didn't get a chance to watch him closely, so I'll go back and watch. And he may have had a great week. I just didn't didn't know it. But he in was terms, solid. Okay, so he, he could be in the conversation for safety. You mentioned Javon Bullard as the Nick yesterday. He could be in the conversation as well. I thought his teammate, Taki Smith, uh, did some good things when I watched. I like what he did in, over the course of the season. And I don't have his name, but the other kid that kind of popped out to me was the big kid from Oregon State. My, oh, Oregon State, uh, Olapato. Olapato. I liked him coming in because he was big and long and sort yeah. of. And he did some things down good. here that popped off watching him around live. Yeah. I thought, uh, just from my quick glance at him, just to get a feel for him, but I thought he moved around a lot more athletically than I anticipated him doing watching him live. Uh, that's great. Yeah, because I. I, I Made a note of him coming in. I thought I want to keep an eye on him, so I'm glad that you at least didn't hate him. I watched everybody down here, just so you know. You are you had your head on a swivel. You're pretty good at that. Taking phone calls and yelling and screaming in the press box, Debo, and he had to go <laughs> ask him to take take the call outside. It was a whole thing. All right, that's it. We are done in a tidy 34 minutes. That's a wrap from the Senior Bowl. That's a wrap from day three. We'll be back next Tuesday, I think. We'll check on Rick's schedule here. Yeah. Uh, we'll do a preview of uh, how the Super Bowl teams are built. Uh, among other things. But thank you guys who watch and listen and comment. Thanks to Producer Tebow. Thanks, of course, to getting my guy Rick back full time. I'm Ryan Wilson. We'll see you guys next time.